The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where we tell the untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder, OH Partners, Scott Harkey. And today we're going to talk about how to grow engagement by taking a brand on the road. Joining us is Laurel Mintz, who is the founder and CEO of Elevate My Brand, which exercises a unique offline and online marketing methodology that proves innovative, creative solutions for new emerging brands, as well as established companies. They specialize in helping both business to consumer, B2C, and B2B. And they help them gain attention and exposure they deserve within their niche markets, regardless of size or operational growth. All right, I was just talking earlier. I was like, Laura, I think I've met you in an industry thing somewhere. But I want to hear about her company, what she's doing. But the main thing we're going to discuss us today is taking Nickelodeon's Paw Patrol on the road. And I tell you, I've got an eight and 10 year old. And so I've grown up on Paw Patrol. I know they're owned by a major conglomerate. Can't wait to hear about Paw Patrol. I can't wait to tell my kids we were talking about Paw Patrol. So let's get into it. Here's my conversation with Laurel Mintz, the founder and CEO of Elevate My Brand. What's going on? How you doing? <laughs> Good. All right. Talk to us about Paw Patrol. It's freaking awesome. I wish I could. Oh I'm like goodness. thinking of the dogs in my head. There's like the Dalmatian one. Don't and ask like, me to name them. I will fail. <laughs> I know. I can't name them either, but I know what they look like. There's like this firefighter one. There's like this cop one. But anyway, yeah. tell us a little about your company and tell us about how you took Paw Patrol on the road and, and the success of that. Yeah. So uh, Elevate My Brand's been around for about 14 years. I was a corporate M&A attorney before that, if you can believe it. But marketing was always the direction I was kind of heading in. I have an MBA in that category as well. And our team is just incredible. We've worked with, I just did the math yesterday because I'm for another project. And we've worked with over 316 brands in the last 14 years, which is just absolutely wild. Really, really wild. Um, but what we do best is operationalize the marketing process, right? There's so many different kinds of agencies out there that do one small sliver of the marketing kind of umbrella. And what we found is especially the middle market brands really need holistic support. They need the hands to be talking to each other, the messaging to be consistent across all of those channels and the metrics to be tracked appropriately. And that's what we do best. Elevate brands. I love it. Yeah. And I couldn't agree with you more. I think there's a real need for as much as having niche support is nice and specialized agencies. I think brands are calling for more holistic partners for sure. So, okay. So 300 plus brands and help us through the kind of this process. And, and, and again, specifically, like help me understand uh, this Paw Patrol deal. Like you took Paw Patrol out, like walk us through that and the success of that. 
So that was a the Paw Patrol road tour. Obviously, this was pre-pandemic. But basically, they came to us and they wanted to do this three-month road tour in 21 cities across the U.S. and Canada. Uh, and they really didn't know how to kind of conceptualize that, how to build out the fabrications that were needed, building in the media relationships, the whole thing. So we came in. This was actually through Spin Master, not Nickelodeon. So just so you know, Spin Master licenses the gaming part of the Nickelodeon brand. So that's where we came in under. And Spin Master hired us to do this tour. So uh, it was a three-month road tour. There were, I mean, like 350 radio spots, 2 million organic impressions. We got like 30,000 new emails. The growth on this campaign was just out of control. But ultimately what we did was we gutted an 18-wheeler and we created this really unique experiential moment where parents and kids could interact with their favorite characters come to life. And then what we did was we tied in a nonprofit partnership or a partnership, P-A-W, with Canine Companions for Independence. And that was a really impressive nonprofit partnership. We as an agency feel whenever we do a campaign, there needs to be some sort of give back, give good scenario. And they were all about it. And so we were able to drive almost a million impressions for that nonprofit our CTA, like what they wanted was that increased email database. And we blew the, I think it was six, 17% that they wanted. And we hit it by, uh, we over delivered by 110%. So it was just wild. Wow. Okay. So a lot of times, like when I think about experiential marketing or like a roadshow, like this assignment, I immediately think about like, put my CMO hat on and I've been like outsourced CMO at times, but mostly just, you know, agency guy. But I put my hat on I'm like, holy shit, the staffing that would have to take place <laughs> and the travel and the insurance and like having partners like you for projects like this. Oh my yeah, gosh. It was a multi-million that, dollar undertaking for sure. <laughs> that's insane. I love that because it's even agencies, like we partner with experiential firms as an agency all the time. Like we couldn't figure all that out. What do you think people get wrong when they start to think about experiential brand opportunities. And, and I even think that puts it too much into a box. You'd probably agree. But where are some of the missteps? I mean, obviously, we, we got pretty comfortable during COVID without this. And now there's definitely a need to be experiencing a brand with your customers and future customers and touching and feeling and all of that. And I know... I haven't seen the percentage of marketing increase in that specific channel, but I can imagine it's it's, it's huge right now yeah, and coming. there's a big demand and I'm sure you're super busy. But how should people be thinking about like what should their mindset be going into wanting to do something in that arena and where are brands getting it wrong and where are some major pitfalls? Yeah, great question. Well, I think first people need to recognize that everyone's rusty, right? So we haven't, to your point, been doing this for a while. And so even the companies that were really great at this had to pivot during the pandemic and do things like virtual events or door drops with some sort of integration that was at least safe for uh, the, the COVID era. Now that we're getting back to IRL, everyone's forgetting the best practices that we put in place before the pandemic. And that's really all about timing in my book. So depending on the size and scale of the event, you have to be able to give yourself enough time to back into all of the things that you need, the asset builds, the timelines, the contracting, the teams, you know, the creative and content, all the pieces that go into this. So we have a, a client that is trying to launch an experiential uh, moment in, I want to say, end of January, early February, and they just pulled the trigger on that like 
last month and I was like, this is the timing on this is going to be really, really challenging because it's just not enough lead time. The other thing I think people don't think about is all of these big companies, all these big venues gave everyone about a year of leeway on their contracts. We all, all had contracts that were signed, sealed, delivered, and then the pandemic happened. So what's happening now is that those timelines are disappearing. So every one of their mothers trying to do experiential right now so they don't lose that money, right? Use it or lose it kind of situation. So it's all these people that are wanting to get back into experiential partnered with all the venues being blocked and booked out because of what happened pre-pandemic. That causes a lot of challenge right now. Uh, yes, I literally just got off the phone with a, a vendor of ours, a partner of ours for years. And hey, we didn't go to Cannes this year. And okay, we we get credit on this one, but we have to do it this year. And, you know, and then Super Bowl, you know, we, I'm in Phoenix, so everyone's gearing up for Super Bowl. So I, I can imagine the timelines and process in which things have to get done. And even I can remember, I, I mean, I want to say it was about a year ago, there was an experiential like production facility that I love their work and they were doing insane shit. And I wanted to buy the company. And then I looked at the company and the risk and the building the stuff. And the I was just was like, like oh my gosh. I want no. Yeah. It's yes. Yes. They, they, like they were building like vending machines for like Google and shit. And yeah. I was like, I, I've never seen anyone that can do this. And they're super creative. But then as I looked at the business, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is a night like, uh, no, <laughs> no thanks. Uh, yeah, logistical um, challenge. We'll, we'll be more sure. on the on the strategy side. So I can imagine just the, the relationships that you've built to really produce brand excellence in this space. Is there anybody, any other brands out there that are doing it well is, is my first question. And my second question is, what sort of KPIs should brands look for and should marketers look for, for uh, as a measurement of success in, in this particular channel? Great question. So I think that Ipsy is doing a lot of really good IRL events tied in with influencers. I think that's been a really great success that we've seen across the board with a lot of consumer brands, because that's really where we focus a lot of our effort. So it ties in with the second part of your question, which is you know brands that are doing it well, and then brands that like, what is the best? kind of case scenario KPIs for success in those campaigns. And again, I think it has to be exactly what it was before the pandemic. It's all tied in with very specific channels. Like what channels are you driving towards? What are the baselines in those channels before you've launched these campaigns? And what was the growth for the period of time that you launched that campaign? So for experiential, for example, if the KPI for Ipsy is to increase their their subscription box users and they launch this event... How many signups did they get from that event? Like, what was the sell-through on that, right? So it's challenging because we often, as marketers, don't want to... We want to make sure that people don't know that it's not a one-to-one, right? Marketing is lots of top-of-funnel, mid-funnel, bottom-funnel conversations. But I think tying it to visibility on social and eyeballs and influencer connections, and then, of course, you have to tie that to some sort of sales metric. Yes. I do think a missed opportunity right now, to your point is leveraging content along with activation or experiential or events or you know finding ways to capture that content and put on owned and totally and paid we, for channels we after call it multitasking I, I think, the shit out of everything <laughs> yeah yeah exactly, exactly this has been great i know we have another episode coming up i want to dive into more stuff 
So we're going to tease people a little bit to uh, try to get into this next episode. So we'll see how it works. Again, just to sum it up, I mean, you can see why Laurel's been so successful with her company and how she thinks about things holistically from like any brand marketer. We want to put everyone and every partner or every vendor into some box like, oh, you do social or you do experiential or you do that. But I'm really finding those partners that can think more holistically about your brand goals, I think are... That's what you're looking for. And you can see why she's worked with 300 plus brands. So thanks for coming on the podcast. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Rebram Podcast. Big thanks to Laurel Mintz, founder and CEO of Elevate My Brand for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Laurel and I are going to discuss Tamara Mellon's first step into luxury footwear. If you can't wait till our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Laurel, you'll find the link to her LinkedIn profile on our show notes, or you can contact them on Twitter where her handle is Laurel J. Mintz, M-I-N-T-Z. You can also visit their company website at elevatemybrand.com. What a great URL. Good job there. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to our podcast, head over to rebrandpod.com where we're going to have all the summaries and episodes for our guests and contact information. So uh, you can do your, your little LinkedIn spying there. We'll just make it super easy for you. And you can also subscribe to our newsletter or if you want to talk about the most impactful marketing campaign, you can apply to be a guest speaker on our show, the Rebrand Podcast. Of course, you can always find us on social media. We're on all the stuff at Rebrand, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter. Again, I'm going to stay out of the craziness of Twitter, but I am on there and and mostly like uh, Arizona State articles, my favorite college football team, but I'm Sharky AZ. You can also find me on Instagram and all the fun stuff, TikTok, and that's just Scott Harkey. You can find me anywhere. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing campaign brilliance in your podcast feed, we publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be right back in your feed the next business day. And that's going to wrap it up for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. Rebrand.